You're the one who showed up just in time One who makes my stars align One who sets my mind and body free Before the night is over you'll be the one kissing me All right, we are back. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. That was Jenna Torres with Who's Kissing Me, and she is standing by to join us right now. Good morning, Jenna. Good morning, Janine. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we got to connect again. I had you on the show a long time ago, so I'm so glad to have you back. It's true. I'm so glad to be back. You've had a lot of stuff going on. We're going to go way back. If people are not okay. familiar with you. Tell me about how you became a musician. I mean, you've been doing this a long time, and now you're an incredibly talented singer-songwriter. So where did it all start? Well, I think it started with this just affinity for song. Like, I I think when I was just a small, little, tiny, wee thing, um, you know, music was... I I think I resonated with the fact that music was a perfect vehicle for emotion, and I was a very emotional child. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I I seemed to come into this world with a whole lot of feelings, and um, it took me a long time to figure out how to put them into a context that was reasonable and deliverable, and song just turned out to be the perfect home for a girl with a whole lot of feeling. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I think it just started with realizing and making that connection that, wow, you know, songs are feelings, just uh, dressed up feelings. And that's just how I feel about songs in general, that that it's a a perfect place to put, you know, put your feelings. Absolutely. Now, you and I talked when you were on my show a long time ago, how uh, you, you know, were living, you're in New York now, but you experienced 9-11 and how that impacted you. Do you want to share that a little bit? Sure. Um, I was. It was a, a pivotal moment in my life uh, where I was uh, married at the time uh, mm-hmm. that nine eleven happened, and uh, mother of a young child. And I live right here in New York City, and uh, I happened to be dropping my daughter off at school just a, a very short distance from where the World Trade Center stood, and. Um, it was something that I witnessed with uh, my own two eyes. Uh, it was a, a, a pivotal day in the history of the world, and it also turned out to be a critical day in my life when I came to a profound realization that if if this were to be the only day I had, I had to live it truthfully, and the truth was I was in a marriage that wasn't working. So it, it changed my mind about yeah. my life, and it changed my heart. Wow. And... Um, I just, uh, I took a whole lot of chances after that day. I think I've, I started taking the kinds of chances that have brought me to where I am today, and I I just haven't stopped. It's been kind of this relentless risk-taking life where I I realized that you just, no no day is promised, and just live it to the fullest. And when you see that life can be just taken like that right in front of your very eyes, I think it just, there's just no way that you can't change uh, on a very deep level after you experience something like that. Yeah, it sounds like you just wanted to live every moment and be true to yourself. That's exactly right. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's a that's a quest, a lifelong quest. I don't think it's something that you ever finish. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like every day I, I ask myself, what is true to me, you know, and how do I do it even better? And how do I get even closer to being the person that 
I'm supposed to be. And uh, it feels like I have been actually getting closer and closer to that destination, which is really exciting. That's, that's great to be able to live that life. It is. It really is. And I, mean, I, think, I think it's something that everyone can do. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think it's exclusive to me. I think we all can kind of take a look at, at a day because we're only given one day at a time and just think, all right, well, what does this day look like and, and how do I make it into something that feels really good at the end of it so that I know I, I, uh, I lived up to my own expectations for myself. So, I, and I, you know, it's interesting. I'm going to ask you this because there's a quote that you said. Uh, one of the greatest things about being a songwriter is that the more living and loving you do, the more songs you have to write and sing. And this recent record is a celebration of your life and song. Would you say each of your songs is a snapshot of your life at different times? Well, I I would, because mm-hmm. I think, you know, songs for me definitely are um, inspired by life experience. I'm just one of these writers that likes to live and then write about it, uh, you know, as opposed to an observational writer where I'm watching somebody else do the living and telling their story. I tend to tell my own story, or at least a story that is inspired by, you know, my own kind of my own life uh, right. or yeah so <laughs> um, I do think it's in some ways a snapshot I think when you you are capturing a moment mm-hmm. but that moment can kind of be timeless you know so even though it may represent a moment in time it it can apply to the past and the future and doesn't necessarily have to be you know wedded to that moment it, or mm-hmm. only representative of that moment it can mean so much more and I think when you get it right there is no time in a song. A song can last forever. Right. Now, you talk about Judy Stakey. I actually met her years ago. How did you learn the craft of songwriting? Was it something you learned on your own, or did you have different mentors? Well, you know, I think uh, I think you're, I don't know if you're actually a songwriter, but I, I know yeah. that you're also like a performer and stuff. There are certain things that are somewhat intuitive, and so I definitely am a person who thinks in song. Like, Mm -hmm. if if I sit down to write, it's a very natural form for me. I think in verses and choruses. I'm not comfortable until I have a chorus. I'm not comfortable until that second verse is expressed. So I feel like it was almost like a language that I understood intuitively. And then, of course, getting really good at it or getting better at it, you know, takes time and uh, experience. And I can't really, I think being a student of songwriting is pretty much just about keeping writing, just keep writing, you know, keep doing it and doing it until you feel like it's, you know, kind of like water. Yes. And flows like water. Yeah. Sometimes when I listen to different uh, singers, I can actually anticipate where they're going next. And I, mm-hmm. I come up with the same lyric. Like, I, I don't know. I'd, sometimes you can kind of guess where that's where it's going. Where it's headed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's almost like in a conversation, like what just happened with us. Like, <laughs> you know, it is a conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a lot of times the song is written, you know, sometimes I think, who am I talking to when I'm writing this song? You know, I'm, because I, you, you write a song in the hopes that people will, well, it, it is a conversation, whether it's a conversation with God or a conversation with somebody you just broke up with or a conversation with someone you'd like to, that you're attracted to or a conversation with someone who's, who's now passed into the, you know, is an angel now. Right. I mean, I'm 
I think I'm frequently in conversation. So a lot of times when you're in conversation, you know where it's going. The person you're talking to can finish your sentence and kind of knows where you're headed. So I think that sort of resembles what you just mentioned. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very interesting. When you listen to a lot of different music, um, your brain just starts to analyze everything. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm just going to say yes, but also I feel like the beauty of a song is that it sort of suspends you in a place where you don't have to analyze it. And, yes. you know, I think when a song is good, you get past a place where anything is being analyzed and you just simply experience something Hopefully that's pretty pure. You know, yes. it takes you to a, a place that's not so much about thinking and more about feeling. Right. Your latest album, Wild Sugar, can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, it's, it's very exciting for me, this record. I think I, I managed to just kind of say it. You know, there was not, was not that much in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things about growing up, <laughs> I could say growing older, but I'll say growing up, um, <laughs> is that you stop worrying as much about whether or not certain things are going to happen for you. You know, you just kind of like, well, so this is kind of a, a, a way of getting out of my own way. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I, I did a lot of getting out of my own way in, on this record. I managed to say things just the way they happened. I, and I didn't overanalyze them. I just expressed them. And it's, it's a pretty full spectrum, this record, in terms of the way the songs came to be and, um, and I think the sound of it, because I think from one song to the next, you really don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I've heard from a lot of people, wow, every song really seems to have its own, you know, uh, meaning and, yes, uh, message, and yeah. moment. And um, yeah, yeah I, I feel like it's a full spectrum album. I don't know if you experienced that. No, I'm sure I, hope I, you did. And I, yeah, and I was going to ask, you gravitated towards a country feel. Is that really where your heart was for years? Well, you know, I would say that when left to my own devices from the very first time I ever wrote a song, it mm-hmm. always had a country feel. And that was just, it, you know, before you bring in a producer and you throw in all the sauce and, you know, you have all these influences. I mean, I think when I was younger, I just didn't have the courage of my own convictions the way I do now. Mm -hmm. And I think the sound, uh, the way things ended up sounding had oftentimes something to do with the people I was working with. And, you know, it would get, you'd start with the the heart and soul and bones and, you know, um, of something. And then, you know, uh, six months later, I end up with something that I, didn't recognize as really representing the way I heard it. So I would say what you hear now is as close to I as close as I've ever come to the way I hear things, you know, yeah. and and I I strive every time I go into the studio to get it as close to the way it wants to feel cuz songs they will tell you what they want. And if you if you don't heed them and you and you kind of go off in a direction that doesn't belong, you can feel it. It's a very uncomfortable feeling right. when a song hasn't been done or dressed up the way it wants to be. So right. um, I would say that, yes, it has a country feel. And if you go back historically to, like, my earliest stuff to even in the last record, it's it's all pretty much country. And it was Judy Stakey who, who said to me, you belong in Nashville. Aww. And it was... Uh-huh. Um, it, it, she's the one who really heard that I would it would be a good fit for me, and in fact, it was not just a good fit, but a great fit, and it changed my life uh, radically to to experience Nashville in the way that I have. That's awesome. 
And yeah. who's the guy on the uh, on the motorcycle with the beard? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is that's Richard Turner, who okay. uh, he and his brother Britt uh, founded a band called Blackberry Smoke, and uh, they are just about the best southern rock band you will ever hear. I mean, I just think they're amazing, and um, they've been around for many many years. But they currently, or in the last six months, they've had a number one selling album on. Uh, iTunes and they, I, I I highly recommend anybody who likes any kind of music to check them out because right. they are amazing. They have a, a, a huge fan base that adores them. Will travel, you know. It's almost like a pa- really passionate fan base that will will pretty much go anywhere in the world to see them and you know spend their last time just to hang out with them. And it's it, they're impressive. They really really are. They're That's great. Awesome. So I was very fortunate that um, you know we're we're good friends and. He came to be in the video with me, and he is a hot guy on a motorcycle, so <laughs> it was it was pretty cool. <laughs> that was a nice plug for them, Blackberry Smoke. If yes, well. absolutely. I, yep. And you've gotten some great press on uh, on your music. That must make you feel incredible. Congratulations! It really does, you know, because you take you take this risk to put yourself out there. I mean, I, I think all of us feel, you know, vulnerable when you're really, when you're really giving something that means something to you, to anyone, whether it be a cake you just baked or a record you spent two years making, right. you know, there's that moment where you're like, oh my gosh, is anybody going to like this? Is it going to yeah. taste good, smell good? Are people going to accept it? And, you know, it's scary. It really is kind of scary. And I'm thrilled to say that so far, the response has been absolutely awesome, and That's I've great. gotten tremendous amount of uh, positive feedback and, and and love, and I'm Yay. very glad about that because I, awesome. I have a lot of love to give, and I give it to people through my music. So when you get some back, and you give it freely, you know, I have to give it without any expectation. You don't know if someone's gonna, people are gonna like it, and music is so personal, so you know oh, yeah. you, you can't expect everyone to like it. But yeah, I'm very happy to say that. People are, seem to be grooving on it. Awesome. <laughs> and this just came out. Wild Sugar just came out, what, February 17th? That's right, Friday. So it hasn't mm. even been a week. It's newborn. Yay. And you're yeah. already getting rave reviews, so that's awesome. Yeah. What's up next for you? Are you um, playing out a lot in New York? Well, I've been playing out, and I have a, another couple of gigs lined up here, but really I want so much to take this record out on the road, and so that's what we're working on now. I head to Nashville tomorrow morning, which I'm very excited about, to you know meet with a whole lot of people and see what we can drum up and, uh, and take, the, take the record on the road. Awesome. That's my goal. Well, Jenna, I, we have to wrap up, but I'm going to end okay. uh, this segment with another one of your songs. So you want to okay. pick one off of your... Uh Oh, do I want to pick one? Yeah, pick one. I can play, or I can just grab one on my own. Um, how about Wild Sugar? It's a title track. I'd love to. All right, I'll do that. So, okay. Thank oh, you Janine. So, yes. <laughs> this flew by. Yes. Uh, it was so nice talking to you again. <laughs> you too. You too. And uh, I'll have you on again, you know, because there's always so much to talk about, and it's always too short, so. Yes. All right. Well, you take care. It's, you I too. I just wish you all the best. Thank you so much. And when I get to New York sometime, we'll have to get together. Absolutely. I can't wait. All right. Take care, Jenna. Good good luck on everything. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was Jenna Torres calling in to talk about her latest CD. And uh, we will listen to Wild Sugar. We're waiting for Jillian Armanante to call in and talk about her latest film, Stuck. Uh, Again, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.